You're listening to Hive Hoops, a Charlotte Hornets podcast. Here's your host, Joshua Balta. Emergency episode. I'm your host, Joshua Balta. Here at Hive Hoops, was not planning on this whatsoever. Literally just released an episode yesterday. This is not an everyday pod. You guys know this by this point. This is, you know, two a week, one at the beginning, one mid to end of the week, just to kind of cover the Hornets landscape for, you know, from the beginning of the week to the end of the week. But then Adrian Wojnarowski drops the bomb that we've all been waiting for. Michael Jordan has agreed upon a deal to sell the Charlotte Hornets. And so just looking back over this real quick, Michael Jordan agreed. He ended up selling the team for $3 billion. $3 billion with a B. Okay. And this group is being led by Gabe Plotkin and Rich Schnall, uh, which Plotkin already had a minority stake in the team. So, and then Michael Jordan is still going to remain a minority owner with the Charlotte Hornets. So, essentially, those two are just swapping roles, all right? And then Rich Schnall is coming over from the Atlanta Hawks, He had a minority stake with them, but now he's going to become, I guess, co-majority owner for the Charlotte uh, Hornets with Gabe Plotkin. A lot of information dropping with this. I have a lot of thoughts on all of the information that has dropped. I mean, it wasn't even – we hadn't even hit 10 o'clock yet, and we already received news that the Pelicans were willing to part – with Zion Williamson in a deal for the number two overall pick with the Charlotte Hornets. Landing tree, the patch is coming off the jersey. Um, That's much lower. But still, that was announced. And then, of course, the big one. Michael Jordan has agreed to sell his majority stake with the Charlotte Hornets. I'm probably going to sound like I'm rambling a lot here. There are so many thoughts running through my mind. First off is the Charlotte Hornets run the NBA talking point landscape currently. We own it. We have that. So if you've ever wanted to know what it feels like to be a Lakers fan, you now know. This is what it feels like 364 days out of the year to be a Lakers fan. You don't get 365. Because today is not your day. Today belongs to the Charlotte Hornets. Now, some of it good, some of it not so great. You know, I'm going to try to do my best to touch on all of my my big thoughts, my principal thinkings towards this news from today. I'm really not even sure where to begin. I have so many. So... Just beginning with Michael Jordan, did an episode with uh, Evan Kent from the Crown Club, one of the founding uh, brothers of the Crown Club. 
when it was announced that Michael Jordan was looking to to sell the team. And then now that the sale has occurred, just kind of piggybacking off of what was stated on that episode, you can always go back and listen to that as well. Michael Jordan is the NBA's only majority black owner. He is the GOAT. He is the face of the NBA throughout all of history. Okay, like if you have to describe the NBA using one player, you will say Michael Jordan because he is literally and and I'm not going to go in depth here because I don't want to stay on this for long. But he's the face of the league. He is the league's best player. Just looking back through history, even currently, doesn't matter where you uh you know, fall with LeBron or Kobe, whatever it may be, the majority still has uh, Michael Jordan as the greatest player of all time. Did great things in the city with between the health clinics um, and just really building up communities, especially black communities in Charlotte. I mean, you can't really put a price on what he meant to the community and the things that he did out and about. But when it comes to the product on the floor, it wasn't there. It wasn't there. He failed there. And I guess he feels like this is – I feel like he gave up too soon. I'm not going to lie. I saw uh, the guys from Under Construction. They, they put a tweet out that said – you know, I don't like this because my goat, the one who has never quit, now I'm paraphrasing here, it feels like he quit finally for the first time I've seen him like quit at something. And two, it feels like the Hornets are really like coming into that time frame to where they can see extended success. And I know a lot of Charlotte Hornets fans, maybe you don't feel that way. Maybe you think that Jordan's in the way and it's going to take him to be out of the way before this team can truly ascend the rankings within the NBA. But I I fall there as well. Like I don't like the timing of this of this sale because one essentially it comes off the back of another tumultuous offseason. We don't have to go back in the last offseason. But between last offseason and this offseason, it just raises more questions than it does answers. Last offseason, you had the Miles Bridges stuff, all right? And then you fire James Borrego off of a 43-win season, which I did believe the team needed to do. They fell flat in the biggest games of the season too often, I mean, you can't get blown out by 30 in winner-go-home matches in back-to-back seasons and expect to retain your job. I just don't see a world where that's, you know, viable. And so the Charlotte Hornets go out on the you know, searching for a new coach just to end back up with Steve Clifford, the guy that they fired to hire James Borrego. Like, come on, what are we doing? And, of course, we have the hellacious season that it was with the injuries, 
Just not good. But then the Charlotte Hornets win the number two overall pick in the 2023 NBA draft. We don't get Wimby. Okay. But we do get the ultimate consolation prize in Scoot Henderson. Now, with new owners possibly, co- well, I mean, not possibly coming in. They're coming in. Gay Plotkin and uh, Rick Schnall, they're coming in. All right. So, are they going to have a different view of where this team needs to go? Are they going to have different ideas? And I, a lot of you hear that and you're like, yeah, I want them to have different ideas. 13 years, zero playoff uh, series wins. Yeah, I want a new direction. I get that. Like, I'm with you. I got you. Like, I'm with you there. But, I mean, arguably, last offseason and now this current offseason are two of the most important offseasons in Charlotte Hornets history. Without a doubt, you were coming off of 43 wins. You had a legitimate shot to land top six in the East. You missed it by just a handful of games, just a couple. You go into the play-in. It's literally the best season the Eastern Conference has had in over a decade, right? And... It just so happens to be the best season that you've had in nearly a decade as well. The timing didn't line up. Things didn't fall our way. Got blown out in the play-in. But then going into last offseason, it's like, man, we won 43 games. Gordon Hayward was injured the entire season. We have a new rookie. We've got to address the center uh, position. LaMelo Ball's going to take a leap. Miles Bridges should take a leap. P.J. Washington should take a leap. And then all the Miles Bridges stuff happens. You fire your coach. You go out and you get Steve Clifford, who I believe is a good coach. But he's a retread. He's a re-retread in Charlotte. I mean, we already went the Steve Clifford route. You said that he wasn't good enough prior. That's why you went and got James Borrego. But then all of a sudden, now he's good enough again? It was weird. It was weird. I mean... Last offseason just did not function at a high rate. And then now you have this offseason. You earn the number two overall pick or you win it. I, I, I guess you could say earn it as well. We never tanked. We never gave in. We kept chasing wins. We kept fighting. Even at the detriment of our players, it seemed at sometimes, risking injuries when there was no reason to be doing so. But yet you come into this offseason – you earn slash win the number two overall pick. And now that is your greatest trade asset and greatest value asset that you have. I don't think that it needs to be necessarily deemed a trade asset, just value asset. I think that's a better, you know, moniker for it. But you have the greatest asset with the greatest value that you've had in quite some time. And then now, with these new owners, Plotkin coming in, all right, and Schnall from Atlanta. Sorry, I was blanking on the guy's name for a second. What are they going to want to do? And now the news is that broke is stating that Michael Jordan will still carry 
you know, he's still going to be the owner throughout the draft, throughout the next, you know, coming weeks. I mean, the sale still has to go through the NBA Board of Governors. They have to be approved. The vetting system and all of the things, like the owners, there's only 30 in the entire world. There's only 30 NBA majority owners. Well, some share, but you get what I'm saying. They have to be vetted. They have to be approved. The other guys got to basically say, yeah, okay, let's roll with it. And so Michael Jordan is going to still be the owner throughout the draft, but what kind – like, what is the messaging through that? Like, is Michael Jordan just making the decisions? Is he still leaving that up to Mitch Kupchak? Have Plotkin and Schnall, uh, like, slid a note across the table? Like, hey, this is what we want you to do as you act as the, you know, majority owner of the Charlotte Hornets in the coming weeks. Like, this is what we want you to do. Do they want to draft Scoot? Do they want to trade it for Zion Williams and, you know, possibly more coming back from New Orleans? Do they want to extend Miles Bridges? Do they want to be big spenders in the free agent market? Do they want to trade Gordon Hayward and possibly move off of Terry Rozier even bigger? Do they want Mitch Kupchak and Steve Clifford to lead this team? What do they want? Because if this is the biggest, this is this is really my my big thoughts. I have other like smaller thoughts as well, but these are my big thoughts when it comes to you know the sale of the Charlotte Hornets and what it means. This is a damn important off season for the Charlotte Hornets. I mean, this is absolutely massive. Number two overall pick, you have the Miles Bridges decision that's coming uh, up. You have some mid-level exceptions where you can spend 10 to 12 mil to bring in a player that can make an immediate impact. You also have four other draft picks, including another first-round pick that you have to figure out. Are you going to kick the can to try to get more draft picks in the future? Are you going to try to condense those and trade them for an actual player that produces currently? Are you going to try to bring in vets? Like this is an important off season for Charlotte. And then now this just throws more muck into, well, who's actually pulling the strings here? Who's actually making the decisions? And if it is Mitch Kupchak, and if it is Steve Clifford that's going to, you know, lead, you know, lead the helm and and the guys into the next season, do the new owners does is that something that Plotkin and Schnall want? Do they want Mitch Kupchak? Do they want Steve Clifford? Because if Mitch Kupchak is going to pull the strings and make the decisions whether to draft Scoot or Brandon Miller or to trade it away to New Orleans for a Zion or, you know, offer Miles Bridges or to trade Terry Rozier or to select with the additional draft picks or to package those for a vet or to package those to move them into the into future firsts so that you're not, hamst- you know, hamstrung by the Kai Jones trade that just continues to kick first after first down the line. 
where you really can't piece together any packages to move for a bigger player if that's what you want. It's just so many questions and no answers. I guess we'll get some answers next week. We will receive some answers, whether Scoot is drafted or Brandon Miller is drafted. But, I mean, now, I mean, it just calls into question the entire front office if there's going to be any stability there moving forward. Another thing, it we literally just came off of a coaching carousel that had some of the best coaches in the NBA available. The Charlotte Hornets, to our knowledge, made zero attempts to bring in any of those guys and say, you know what, Cliff? Yeah, last season wasn't your fault. You're one of the older uh, coaches in the NBA. This is possibly your last hoorah. There's a Nick Nurse out there. There's a Monty Williams out there. There are some really big name. There's uh, uh, Mike Budenholzer out there. Like There are some key great coaches that are available but nah from from the information that we have the Charlotte Hornets did not pursue any of the, they're just running it back with Steve Clifford and I like Steve Clifford every time I say this I want to preface it with I like Steve Clifford I really do but if we could have gotten Monty Williams I mean the the Pistons went and got him I say the Charlotte Hornets are in a better position than the Pistons. LaMelo Ball is the best player out of anybody on either roster. Okay. The Pistons have some young guys that have some uh, upside and different things like that. Charlotte Hornets have the number two overall pick. And if Zion Williamson truly is on the table, no matter what you, you know, where you fall on that discussion of should we trade for Zion or not, Zion would be better than anybody the Pistons have. You still have P.J. Washington. You have Mark Williams, who's arguably would be arguably the best center on those two rosters. I mean, if the Detroit Pistons could get Monty Williams, the Charlotte Hornets most certainly could have if they had pursued him. Now, Nick Nurse ended up going to uh, Philadelphia. We don't have a Joel Embiid. We don't have a James Harden, which maybe they won't be either very soon. But, I mean, at least try. And then now the fact that Michael Jordan is selling, if it was Michael sitting there and he's like, no, you know, we're going to stay the course this offseason and Mitch Kupchak's going to pull the strings and he's going to lead us through this offseason. What if the new owners do not want to go that route? What if they want their own guys coming in, new, fresh ideas, younger guys? Maybe they don't subscribe to this old-school mentality that's been running the Charlotte Hornets for the last decade. Those are the big questions that come up in my mind when I think about this. This offseason is too important to have Mitch Kupchak pulling the strings and making the decisions when he may not even be here next season. Now, would Mitch Kupchak have been here next season anyways? I'm not sure. I mean, he's getting – I mean, 
Mitch Kupchak is on up there in years as well. And so maybe he's not here next year either, and maybe that's part of it. You're our GM. You're, you are our head coach. You make the decisions. You pull the strings until they're not yours to pull, until they're not your decisions to make. And maybe it's that simple. But the new owner, Mitch Kupchak, could be sitting there saying, you know what, I really just want to draft Scoot. He stated multiple times the real way to build, you know, the the roster is through the draft. You you have to hit in the draft, and then make some key, you know, moves when presented to you. Maybe that's what the Zion deal is. It's a big risk. It's a big risk. The safe route, the safe reward route is draft Scoot. He's going to be good. I have zero – there's no doubt in my mind. I, I have zero qualms about Scoot not producing at the NBA level. Zero. I think, the, I, I think the kid's going to be a star. So if that's your safe bet, I get it. And that's probably – that's my number one option, draft Scoot. My second option would be to trade for Zion, though. My second option is is not Brandon Miller. It's not Amen Thompson. It's trade for Zion plus additional. That's that's number two, because there's 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 more risk in trading for Zion, but the upside is the upside's higher than Scoot. We've seen what Zion can do when he's healthy. He's a top ten player. So what does Mitch want to do? What do the new owners want to do? What do the new owners want Mitch to do? Maybe that's not their call currently. Plotkin's already in the he already has a minority stake in ownership. So maybe there's been some conversation there. Nothing's been officially approved, so something could fall through. And so if Mitch Kupchak is operating under the under the guise that, you know. Plotkin and you know he's he's the one that I need to kind of get a feel for right now but oh all of a sudden oh well Michael Jordan's still the owner I think Mitch is going to continue to move the way that Mitch wants to it's his job it's his position so I don't think that's going to really affect him so much but as far as the Charlotte Hornets it could greatly affect the future of the franchise because the the new owners could say no this is this isn't the direction we wanted to go in there are some offers on the table out there and maybe maybe you just draft scoot and you hold on to scoot and then after you draft scoot you the new owners come in and they say no we want zion make it happen boom and all of a sudden there it is who knows i don't know I'm just projecting at this point. That's all it is. Um, but I'm I'm nervous. It makes me wonder just these last two off seasons. It makes me wonder if this franchise is ever going to get it right. And maybe Michael Jordan selling the team, maybe that is the start of something new, to quote everyone's favorite musical. Maybe it is. Maybe that's what maybe that's what we're doing here. 
Okay. But I can't help it but look at the roster building side of it and the decision making from Mitch Kupchak. Is he going to be here next year with the entire, I mean, whatever decisions he makes this offseason? Are the new owners just going to want to go in an entirely new direction? Steve Clifford, I mean, <laughs> Steve Clifford is on borrowed time currently. Uh, he has this season. And, I mean, he he had this season no matter who it was, right? So, I mean, that's not really that's not really any different. If Steve Clifford did not produce this upcoming year, he was going to be gone anyways. It's just one of those feelings like you had some big – you really had some big names available, some proven NBA coaches. Not saying that Steve Clifford isn't a proven NBA coach, but these guys are younger – They've had more recent success. I mean, they've won NBA championships. They've been to the finals. All of these guys that I mentioned. And to not pursue them just to bring Steve Clifford back while they're, while the team undergoes a sale just for him to be let go because that's not the direction that the owners want to go in. It just it feels like missed opportunities – it feels like, you know, like you're butting heads on the direction of the franchise. It's just this this offseason is so important. You have LaMelo's upcoming, uh, you know, he can receive his extension. I mean, you got P.J. Washington, the decision for him. Man. There's just so many big decisions to be made. There's just so many big decisions to be made. That's where my mind goes initially. Now, past all that, Michael Jordan has had zero success here. Selling the team, get somebody new in. That's exciting. You know, just newness. New is not always better. J. Cole is part of the, uh, you know, group that is buying the majority stake from Michael Jordan. So J. Cole's going to be a minority owner. That's really cool. Love that. Um, I don't know. It's just, um, it's a lot. It's a lot. I guess this, this is just how the Lakers feel. And you, you have... Trade rumors, you have the Scoop versus Miller, you have Michael Jordan selling the team now. The Charlotte Hornets will be the talk of the league at least for the next week. And then the sale is still not going to be confirmed and completed, and so it, the Charlotte Hornets will continue to be the talk of the league for weeks on after. Did they make the right decision with, with Scoot or with Brandon Miller or – by trading away number two, did they make the right decision? Zion so injury plagued if it ends up, you know, being something like that. Once again, projecting, looking, creating, you know, these different instances that many people have already brought up. So I'm not doing anything crazy, right? I don't know. It's just a lot. There's there's a lot to be excited about. There's a lot to be worried about. We'll see where it goes. Until next time, adios.
Be sure to rate, subscribe, review all the things. You guys know what to do. Hive Hoops, we'll be back with it next week. We'll be talking about the draft, possible trades, MJ sale. We're going to get some guests on. We're going to talk about these things. Until next time, adios. Thanks for listening to Hive Hoops, presented by The League. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, be sure to leave a review and let us know what you thought of the episode. Thanks again from Hive Hoops. Hoops.